Welcome to the Calibre podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Benjamin Arabo, CEO of Jacob & Co, and Mark Tolson, Global Head of Watch Buying for the Watchers of Switzerland Group. The pair sit down and discuss the launch of the 50th anniversary Godfather timepiece, giving an exclusive insight to the development and design of this and other renowned pieces, including their latest collection, the Epic X. Welcome to our latest Calibre podcast, a series from the Watches of Switzerland group covering um, all matters horological, be it brands, new products, types of watches, new launches, and the fascinating characters we're privileged to uh, meet in this wonderful industry. Today, I'm in one of our showrooms in central London, so if there's any background noise of, of buses, please forgive us that. We have no control over those sort of things, but I'm with the wonderful Benjamin Arabov, the CEO of Jacob & Co., and he's here to discuss his his life, his role at the brand, and in particular, the 50th anniversary Godfather watch and some of the other key pieces from the Jacob & Co collection. Welcome, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. Thank you for coming over. My pleasure. It's uh, it, it's great that we get to talk to, um, to um, living people who've got uh, some um, some connection with the brand rather than some a brand that's say for example 200 years old so i think we're priv- we're privileged there um because we obviously don't get a chance to speak to to, to abraham louis breguet or anything like that so it's good it's good it's good to see you and, and i think it shows a vibrancy in in the industry that there are people starting brands that are relatively new so i think for for, for our listeners it, it might be interesting just to talk a little bit about the history of the brand and obviously the Jacob of the brand is, is your father, Jacob, uh, and how he how he came to the US from Uzbekistan and, and kind of where the roots of, of the brand are. That would be interesting. So um, Jacob first came to the United States when he was 14 years old. Um, him and his family migrated from Uzbekistan to Queens, New York. And... Um, there was an opportunity for him to go learn how to make jewelry as a craftsmanship. Uh, it was a course, it was like a summer course. Um, and, you know, they, they traveled from Uzbekistan with, with no money. You know, they, they had to leave um, pretty quickly due to the, the situation that was happening in Uzbekistan. And they needed to borrow money to pay for this course. So they borrowed, I think it was like three, $4,000. Um, and he just fell in love with the industry, um, sitting there on the bench, making jewelry. That's how he started, um, putting gold bracelets together, you know, setting diamonds. Um, that was the start of his journey. He did that for years. Um, after school, he worked at a factory, um, where he would be, you know, uh, a craftsman putting together a piece of jewelry, setting diamonds. Um, and then from there he expanded into uh, developing his own brand and uh, furthermore developing his own watches. So uh, he first started his company about um, 37 years ago when he was 21 years old. Uh, he started his business on 47th Street. Uh, it's a popular street for uh, jewelers and watch traders. Um, and that's the start of, that was the start of his journey. Amazing. And from, from, from what I, I read, um, uh, that that envir- environment, Forty Seventh Street. It's mostly the jewelers were mostly selling traditional stuff. It's engagement rings, etc. But but he had sort of uh, more eye catching designs, I believe. 
Yeah, so the way that street is set up is that you have you know multiple buildings, and in each building on every first floor, there's 20 or 30 booths, and each booth is its own business. It's very hard to stand out in that environment. Mm. Um, and Jacob wanted to stand out and be different, and that's been the DNA since you know since the brand started even now. Uh, so he started designing. Um, he started designing and creating pieces of jewelry that were just different than the standard tennis bracelets or mm-hmm. um, you know single roll diamond necklaces or simple engagement rings. Um, he designed just different concepts, um, and that became eye catchy for what was you know our uh, you know our, one of our most popular clientele back in the day, which was the the hip hop community. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all started. You know, that's that's how he started to catch popularity and 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 started to catch interest from from that type of clients. L- looking back, it was uh, you had Pharrell Williams and Kanye West and and, and Notorious B.I.G. And, and and all those the sort of hip hop royalty of that sort of uh, I don't know nineties nineteen nineties, which must have been must have been quite something um, to, to have those guys coming in and, and buying buying jewelry from you. It's quite an endorsement. Yeah, and and it all started with Faith Evans, actually. Ah. Um, some people know about it. I think it's it's in the news, or, or maybe it's not. But she basically walked in, and she saw like this beautiful ring that she wanted, and Jacob didn't know who she was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, okay, it was like I think forty thousand or fifty thousand dollars, and she was like, okay, I'm going to leave a five dollar deposit. My husband's going to come tomorrow and pick it up, and he thought it was just kind of like. You know, five, nobody leaves five dollars for a fifty thousand dollar. It's like it's kind of like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. And the next day, Notorious B.I.G. walks in, and the way the the way these booths are set up, it's like each everybody has a booth, and there's multiple doors that you could walk in from. So he walks in from the farthest door from his booth. So he's walking down, and also Jacob didn't know who he was actually, <laughs> and and he sees all the other jewelers like turn their head and like. Like, oh my God, like yeah. PIG. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, this is somebody <laughs> big and, you know, yeah. big celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's how it started. You know, he had a rapport with BIG. Mm-hmm. Jacob is very charismatic and, and personal, personable. Um, he introduced, then he introduced him to, to Puff Daddy. And, and then mm-hmm. it kind of started from there. Snowballed from there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. But Amazing. Th- that, that was purely because the designs were just different. Yes, you know she she saw something in the window and she goes, okay, that's I love yeah. that it's different. Yeah. That's amazing, amazing. I mean, I, I guess I mean maybe celebrity endorsement has always been a thing, but I, but I think I think your your brand has been particularly key with that. I mean, the associations you have with with people such, such as rappers and actors, David Beckham, uh, you know, all those guys. I mean, it's it, it's quite an incredible sort of client book that you you have i guess yeah and back then it was it was all organic Mm. you know now it's a known thing that celebrities are being endorsed by brands Mm. and they're 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 you know they get paid a lot of money for it but back then it was it was just all organic because a he was friends with all of them Mm -hmm. uh b there were client you know there were clients of of his um and you know they loved the product you know, especially as we as he entered into the five time zone era, mm-hmm. um, and you know everybody was just having fun with it. Yeah. Um, and then after, I feel like after other brands 
in the watch industry and also outside the watch mm -hmm. industry saw the impact of it because it was the hottest watch yeah. for years. You know, they developed strategies to to work with these type of celebrities um, in a way that hasn't been done before at scale. Yeah. One of the themes, um, Benjamin, um, is with the brand is innovation. And I think that that maybe comes through in the early days with the celebrity endorsement, because as you said, you, you were kind of early innovators of that. But, but I'm also interested in, in, in the transition from, from manufacturing jewelry into, into watches. And I, and I remember the five time zone watch because uh, that was my first experience of Jacob watches. Obviously it was, it was your first watch and they were amazing. The 47 mil and the 42, I think, and the interchangeable bezels and the colors. Every, every soccer player in, in the UK <laughs> had one. Um, they were just, well, like nothing we'd ever seen before. Yeah. So it's quite a thing. Yeah. Jacob started to catch steam in 1995. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's when all the rappers were coming and getting custom pieces done. And, you know, he was in the news for that and everything. Um, by 1999, you know, he, he's, he caught enough steam and had, you know, friends in, with any celebrity, you name it. He was mm -hmm. friends with them. Somebody posed him a question. He said, when somebody looks at a piece of, piece of jewelry of yours that somebody is wearing, do they know it's Jacob & Co? How, can, how could they be certain it's Jacob & Co? He said, they can't be, mm. you know? And then he got the inspiration to develop a timepiece because um, even back then, you know, of course, when you look at a Rolex, you could tell, okay, that's a Rolex, mm. right? With jewelry, um, the way he was doing it, because most of it was custom, it would be very difficult to say like, okay, that's, that's a Jacob piece. So he wanted to develop a timepiece, um, but focused on fashion, just like he was focused on fashion on the jewelry side of things. Um, and he's one to love colors, even now with some, you know, some of the stuff that, that we designed, they're very, very colorful. Um, and a lot of his clients would travel all around the world. Right, so he wanted to create a timepiece where people could track time in multiple cities. Then he does what he does best, which is design, and uh, and he designed something also different and unique. You know, it was, I believe, the first where you could change a strap so easily mm -hmm. or change a, be and, but for sure change a bezel, yeah. whether it's diamonds or no diamonds, mm -hmm. um, and that gave that that gave that fashion edge to it. Right, um, if you could change, you know, a up to six or seven different straps it's it's six or seven different color uh different watches mm -hmm. right yeah and you could match it with whatever outfit you're wearing it with so you know he wanted to transition into into watches and and also i believe that he had a transition of passion from jewelry to watches because a lot of his clients would come to him and ask him to put diamonds on watches oh, back then awesome. techno marine putting diamonds on techno marine was like mm -hmm. a big thing right mm -hmm. Putting diamonds on Rolex, he was the first to do it. So he's like, "Why should I put diamonds on uh, other brands' watches? I should just put diamond. I should just design my own watch and mm -hmm. put diamonds on it." And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, that was amazing. Amazing. I mean, that was just it. It did take the industry by storm. I don't think. Well, nobody had seen anything like it. So it was. It was quite something. But then I guess um, you've got this transition then from uh, from this sort of more fashion-oriented watch into into really high horology which was is quite a step and, and must have been well there was there was obviously some some great vision there and then there were some ideas behind it about what the watch would be and then um the watches are manufactured in switzerland after the five time zone 
uh, collection. You know, it became one of the world's most worn watch mm-hmm. for a few years. You know, and Jacob would tell me stories where it's like he would walk into a restaurant uh, in some of the most popular cities in the world and half the restaurant would be wearing yeah. uh, his watch. Mm-hmm. So after he accomplished that, he's, he, his mindset was, okay, what's, what's next for me, right? I, I, I achieved um, jewelry. I achieved uh, a fashion-forward timepiece. Um, and he saw this new world and possibilities um, with, with high complications. And this area I feel like was destined for him because he's allowed to, to express his creativity um, uh, not only with diamonds or fashion, but also mechanically engineering something just incredible. Mm-hmm. So in Jacob's fashion, his first mechanical project was the 31-day power reserve watch, which was the Quinton. Mm-hmm. A 31-day power reserve watch has never been done before. Um, and, you know, everybody called him crazy for going into that direction because most people or brands, they would start slow, right? Maybe a chronograph Mm -hmm. or, you know, then you shift into an automatic or you shift into a turbion, but he likes to swing for the fences. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and, but that's, that's our, that's our trend, Mm -hmm. right? That's our DNA. Um, and so, you know, we, we shifted, he shifted into, into mechanical watches. Um, and that was in 2007, 2008. And since then we've been, we've been building, um, you know, teams in, in Geneva, um, mechanic, new mechanical projects, um, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. And, um, I, one of the things we, we, uh, we're sort of focusing on at the moment is, um, is, is the Godfather watch and, and the 50th anniversary um, of the Godfather film. So it came out in 1972 based on the Mario Puzo's book in what, 1969, I think it was. Um, so I, th- there must be a story about about why, what's, what's the, the, the association, why do a, a watch based on a, on a film? Yes, I, I love this story. And, and this project, the 50 year anniversary project is, is, a, is a special and a personal project for me because I was fortunate enough to be able to co-design it with Jacob and also um, experience the full life cycle of the project from the, from the idea all the way up to the production. Um, but, but, but before sharing the story of the 50 year anniversary project, um, I like to share you know, how the Godfather partnership came to life because the 50 year anniversary project is not our first Godfather project, it's our second Godfather mm-hmm. project. So um, in 2017, Jacob was vacationing in uh, Sicily, Palermo, Sicily. Okay. And if you've been to if you've been to that town, y- you would immediately recognize uh, how much um, all the local vendors capitalize on the fact that the movie was filmed in that mm-hmm. town. They have T-shirts with Brando's face on it. They have mugs with his face on it. Everything is has his face on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to a restaurant, they're playing the, the famous tune. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he spent a weekend there on vacation and, and, and that's when he got the inspiration, yeah. uh, to develop a timepiece with the Godfather, Amazing. but not only just, you know, not only to just slap the Godfather logo on one of our existing collections, he wanted to develop something brand new from scratch for this collection and also have an integrated music box. The movie is very special for Jacob because it was the first movie he ever watched when he came to America. So you have to think of a, you know, 14, 15 year old kid coming from 
um, you know, an ex-USSR country coming to America and never seeing anything like this before, mm-hmm. right? So it, it had a deep, you know, the movie had a deep meaning for him. Um, so that was in 2017. It took about two years to develop. Um, and what we launched was a watch that had an integrated music box that played the famous melody. It had a triple access tourbillon. It had the Godfather logo. Um, and of course the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was 2019. So after about two, three years of doing extremely well with that product, uh, we had a call with Paramount in early 2020. And they said, look, you guys are, um, you guys are a number one licensed product for the Godfather. We're celebrating the 50 year anniversary. We're launching a new show called The Offer, which is the story of, of how The Godfather was made. And we think we should do a product together. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, we would love to do a product, right? Um, to celebrate such an iconic film, we have an existing uh, partnership that's doing really well. Um, so now it's a matter of like, figuring out how to come up with the creative idea mm-hmm. and add to what we already have, yeah. which is an integrated music box and triple access tourbillon, et cetera. The watch already as it stands is very, very creative and it's never been done before in this fashion. So, but now it's, it's a matter of adding to it, right? Mm-hmm. So Jacob and I were like, man, like we, we need to brainstorm. We need to think about ideas. So one night after a family dinner on a Friday night, I was like, you know, why don't we just watch the movie? Maybe we'll gain some inspiration. Let's see what comes up. Mm -hmm. So we're watching the movie and about halfway through the movie, he said, stop, he says, stop, stop the movie. So I stopped the movie and he goes, I got the idea. He goes, we're going to laser engrave the most popular scenes of the movie on the whole side of the case. And we're going to do it so where the laser engraving is such high quality, where there's 3D depth to it. So when you're actually looking at the case, you could re-experience the scenes as if if you're watching the actual movie. Um, And then it further developed into laser engraving the most popular quotes on the barrel of the watch. Um, So, you know, that's how the idea was born. and it sounds easy, but it's, it's, it's very, like, it's very difficult to even come up with that concept. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kudos to Jacob, of course, he's, he's creative genius that makes it look so easy and simple. And it's truly a gift, you know, it's truly a gift. After he came up with the idea, I was fortunate enough to, you know, project manage the whole thing through. And it was a very difficult project to achieve because laser engraving uh, on a curved surface has never been done before in the watch industry. So w- we failed, we failed over 10 times to try to achieve it. We had, we actually had to go um, outside the watch industry to achieve it. We worked with this uh, um, eye manufacturer to develop it because they had the right technology for mm-hmm. it. Any kind of watch manufacturer we went to um, was not able to achieve it. So we had to think outside the box to, mm-hmm. to achieve what's never been done before. Amazing, amazing. I mean, I read, I don't know if it's correct, but it takes over 30 hours just to do that bit of work, bit of work on the case, which is, which, which is quite something. Um, I also note there's, there's sort of 658 parts in, in the watch, which is a lot of parts. <laughs> it's um, a lot of parts. <laughs> it's a lot of parts. And, and then the, 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 the sort of pins on the, um, the, pins on the, on the cylinders, that pick out the the notes to the love theme of, of correct the, there's 120 of them obviously they have to be, be positioned 
absolutely bang on because correct um, in order for it to play the tune and then you've got the some of the legendary uh, sentences from the film actually on those cylinders I mean, yeah, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse or yeah. whatever which brilliant are, yeah, brilliant I mean, it's incredible yeah incredible and and one of my favorite features also is you know the whole barrel is covered with quotes and you get to experience the quotes as the watch is turning mm -hmm. and as the barrel is moving yeah. right um so I, I think that's a really cool feature it, it definitely is and even the um the sort of it's not a conventional winding crown is it it's a no it's, it's a, a violin it's a violin <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a violin yeah mm -hmm. No, de no detail goes unnoticed yeah. in this watch and all of our watches. Um, and also we have the rose in the center. The inspiration of the rose was from the scene when he was in the office during Connie's wedding. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, talking to people, helping them out. And he smelled the rose that was, uh, that was on his jacket. So that's where we got, got the, the, the rose. Amazing. Amazing. And, um, so the, the 50th anniversary piece, particularly it, it um, there is a, a pen, a fountain pen, um, and also, also a decanter as well with, with uh, Marlon Brando, Don Corleone's uh, face on it, which again is, it, it's quite, it's quite a, it's quite a package. It's, it's a, it's an ama amazing thing. It really is. Yeah. We wanted to go all out. We wanted, we, you know, after we came up with the idea of the watch, we said, okay, let's, but let, let's, let's take it to the next level. Um, because also as a brand, we've never done an anniversary watch, even for our own self. So, we wanted to really knock it out, knock it out of the park um, and put together a nice package where people could enjoy not only the watch, but also a beautiful pen that mm -hmm. has a big rose on it yeah. um, and also a decounter, a whiskey decounter. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Right. I mean, it really is quite something. Um, and you, you, uh, you obviously have um, a love of a love of films anyway, because I, you there is there is the Gotham City uh, watches uh, watch that you did, uh, which. You know, a bit of a Batman fan myself, actually. And I, and I mean, again, I'm always interested in these stories about how these associations come around. So I don't know if you're a, a Batman fan. Yeah, we love Batman. Mm -hmm. You know, we love Batman. Um, you know, it's like, I think we, well, I know, I know we decide who to partner up with depending on, um, you know, what they've been able to achieve as an organization or brand mm -hmm. or individual. And, um, you know, Batman, the Batman series has been able to achieve nothing short of extraordinary. Yeah. Um, everybody either wants to be Bruce Wayne or the Batman mm -hmm. as, a, as a male um, and female as Batwoman. So, you know, we wanted to create a, a watch that, uh, that integrates those two personalities. We have the gold version that is mm -hmm. for Bruce Wayne and we have the black one for Batman. Mm -hmm. And we designed it as such. Um, and you know, e even that watch, I mean, there's, there was so much, uh, so, so much creativity and small detail that, that was put into that watch. Like the tourbillon cages, uh, was designed like the grappling hook that was used in, in, in the mm -hmm. older films. Um, you know, the, the lugs was, de was, was designed like, uh, the Batman suit. It has like these really sharp edges, you know, the crown has the Batmobile, uh, tire design inspiration. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, uh, we, we love to partner with the best and integrate their brand image mm -hmm. into our watch and create something that's special. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I love the black one. It's black, the DLC titanium, yeah. isn't it? And the, uh, 
you've got the twin uh, triple axle tourbillons at the, at the bottom, and then you've got the, the sort of wonderful bat symbol with edged in yellow. I mean, it's just yeah. the coolest watch ever. Really, I think it's fantastic. So, again, congratulations! See, I think I think it's wonderful. I mean, but that sort of um, be, behind the serious watchmaking, because tourbillons are are a serious watchmaking thing. Um, there is that sort of playful element. Is, is yeah, there? we um, like to have fun with it. Yeah. You know, we mm. like to have fun with it. Yeah, there's two triple axis tourbillons for mm. sure. Um, and, and that comes from Jacob's inspiration of like, um, giving clients, um, a different experience every time they look at the watch, because there's something moving, there's something mm -hmm. turning, yep. you know, you could press a button, something is going. Um, so yeah, we, we, we try to have fun in an industry that, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's an industry that's been around for hundreds mm -hmm. of years. So we try to have fun and, 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 and enjoy it. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and some of the other things like the uh, the casino tourbillon watch. I mean, uh, the casino watch is as 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 the listener can imagine. It's it's a roulette wheel with a with a pearl, I think, isn't it? Yeah. As, as, as the and you, you press the button and the uh, the thing spins around. I mean, they're just just tremendous. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's amazing. And then uh, one of the other uh, key collection is the Astronomia collection. Um, I mean. The things that are going on um, on those on those I would say dials uh, in those watches are just yeah. amazing. I mean, they, they are tourbillons, but there's there's planets in in um, in, in, in precious stones. Um, there's the signs of the zodiac. There's dragons. There's there's so much going on in, in the different collections within that family. Again, the ideas. Where do the ideas come from? I mean, it's just creativity, I guess. Yeah, and uh, you know. It come it, 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 Jacob. It's Jacob's gift. Jacob's gift, gift to be able to travel to Sicily and say, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a watch with an integrated music box, right?" Um, so he gains inspiration from 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 all things like uh, you know traveling to things that he's passionate about. He has a passion for space and space exploration, and that's where he gained the inspiration to uh, develop the Astronomia watch mm -hmm. in the first place, and and its many iterations. Um, he's fascinated by the solar system, so he developed he developed a solar system on your wrist, mm -hmm. right? Where you have the base plate that's turning counterclockwise and and the dial turning clockwise, to give that effect that like you know you, you're looking at the solar system. Yeah. Uh, so you know that that that's his gift, and uh, he has he's shown no signs of slowing down. Amazing, amazing. Um, um, and watch guys tend have a tendency to be car guys as well, um, and and you have this amazing association with Bugatti. Uh, I mean, those watches that you do are, are incredible. The Chiron with the engine and everything. Again, it's a, a, a incredibly creative and like nothing anybody's ever seen before. Yeah, so we started that partnership in two thousand and nineteen, um, and Jacob did a factory visit uh, in Mulsanne uh, to Bugatti. And uh, they were giving him a tour of the factory, and and he was he was able to see a car completely disassembled. Mm -hmm. uh, so he saw it completely disassembled, and he spotted you know the sixteen cylinder right, mm -hmm. uh, which when you which if it's in the car it's covered you can't see that right. So he he when he saw that um, he he immediately came up with the idea to create. Um, a 16-cylinder uh, function in a watch um, and also dress it up with mm -hmm. a tourbillon and kind of design the whole case to be like the Chiron car. Um, so 
it's it's one of our most popular watches, uh, most most successful watches, and we're excited to continue further developing our relationship and partnership with Bugatti. We have some really exciting stuff coming out. Amazing, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would urge anybody to to take a look at the Chiron because you, when you activate it, the, yeah. the sort of V sixteen engine or whatever it is starts working. I mean, it's it's. Uh, yeah, you wonder how how anybody can do that. So yeah, when when they put together the first one, the watchmaker himself didn't know how how or if it was going to function, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's yeah. that's that's the risk we take going into the unknown. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So I mean, I get that there is a kind of a respect for for the sort of tra traditions of watchmaking in terms of the craftsmanship, etc. But you take it to a whole different level in terms of how you execute things and and i guess um the whole kind of the glamorous glamorous way you go about things i think is uh, i think is is well it's really really incredible um and again I keep me mentioning the word creativity i mean probably one of the most creative brands that we where we have the privilege of dealing with so it's Thank you. Uh, it's, it's it's just amazing um at the at the kind of more entry level of, of the brand, um, there is the Epic X collection, which I think is great. Um, I mean, there's um, like forty four mil, forty seven mil, and manual wines as chronographs. Um, the colours are amazing. You're using titanium, using ceramic, using using precious metals. There's so many options in there. I think I think there's something for everybody. I, I was I was interested. Um, it's it's essentially a sports watch, or it looks looks that way. Um, was it designed with anybody in mind? What was what was the thought process behind behind that collection? Yeah. So when Jacob started to develop um, high mechanical watches, high complicated watches, um, you know the price point that he he the, the minimum price point was about seventy thousand with the launch of the SF twenty four watch. Um, and he wanted to create a, a timepiece that uh, was around twenty, thirty, forty thousand, and more sporty. Mm -hmm. You know, less complicated, um, something that people could wear every day, some something that people could wear to the beach, etc. It's a watch that I wear every day, mm -hmm. um, and so he wanted to come up with with a concept that would fit into that uh, market. Um, it's a beautiful watch. Mm -hmm. it, it sells very, very well for mm -hmm. us, and you know the color. The color concept is very catchy, and and he got that. He, he you know, the the colors that we use now, all the the base of that was the five time zone, right? Yes, of like we have a blue Epic X, we have mm -hmm. a red Epic X, you know, etc. Mm -hmm. So the integration of color still exists in the yes. brand, and and I think it will continue to exist. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Epic X is one of my favorite collections. Yeah, no, it really, is, really is tremendous. Um, uh, yeah, great collections from about twenty-two thousand sterling, uh, which is, which is quite, quite wonderful. Um, so, as, as as we said earlier, I mean, the the brand is essentially sort of um, thirty-seven years old, and and um, I'm sort of always encouraged that it, it, this this industry is, is quite traditional. You know, you have brands that are two hundred years old, a hundred years old, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but the fact that people are still willing to put themselves out there and create a new watch brand, I think is, is really exciting. So, you know, I mean, Hublot's 43 years old, then BNF is 18 years old. I think it's, I think it's wonderful that, um, that, that new brands are coming to the fore and, um, it, it provides a, a, a sort of different perspective and a, and a younger outlook to the, um, to, to, to the industry. And I think, 
sort of bringing this kind of kind of back to you. you, you I mean, you, you're a young man in charge of a, uh, of a phenomenal brand, and you have other guys like uh, Frederick Arno. He's what 28 in charge of in charge of Tag Heuer, and I think it probably brings a, a sort of breath of fresh air to the industry and a, and a different outlook, um, which yeah, I think I think is important. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's definitely. Um uh, it's an industry that's been around f for mm -hmm. a long time and youth is a new concept or a new kind of way forward for the industry. There's only a few um, kind of younger leaders within the watch industry. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my, myself, Jean Arnaud is leading LV watches, yes. uh, Frederick as well, and a few others. And um, yeah, I, I think it brings a new perspective mm -hmm. You know, a new a new perspective to um, the product development, but also marketing. Right? Yes. Um, you know, you could have a product, you could have a, you could have an amazing potential brand, but it's the marketing that sets up the the yes. success from the failures. So, I think what we bring is 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 a different perspective and strategy when it comes to knowing how to market products in in today's world. Mm. Um, and I think that's the reason why brands like Jacob Mico has, has been able to gain so much popularity and brand recognition over the past few years because we have invested a lot of time and energy into the development of, of our social media channels. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the Instagram um, has has changed how, how marketing can be done. And, and particularly, again, with, you, with your celebrity endorsements and, and your associations with people like... Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and, and, and all those guys, um, they have huge followings on, on Instagram, for example, and, and um, you know a picture of Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo wearing wearing a watch. I mean, it's round the world in, yeah. in in no time at all, and it's it's a phenomenon that what didn't really exist ten years ago, even. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really dynamic. So I think it's it's, it's wonderful that you're, you're you're into that. Yeah, I mean, we we take it we take it very uh, seriously and put a lot of time and effort into it. Mm -hmm. We are one of the top five luxury watch brands uh, followed on Instagram. Wow. We're number one on TikTok. We're number one on YouTube. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that we put, um, that, that we focus on growing every single day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're speaking, you're speaking to a, to a, a generation that's that's kind of your generation, isn't yeah. it? In many ways, so that's how you that's how you reach people, isn't it? These yeah, days, you know, for sure. sixty year old guys probably not really <laughs> into TikTok so much, but uh, yeah, but uh, but you know, uh, you, you, you're going about things obviously in the right way. So again, it's a, it's a credit to you. So so um, so you've been um, CEO of the brand for the last several years, two and a half years, two and a half years. And um, what, what were you doing prior to that? I started a company when I was twenty. Two, uh -huh. and I was running it for about seven years. Yes. So it was a it was a digital marketing agency ah, okay. um, focused on growing online education businesses. Ah, amazing! Yeah, so ah. I got uh, I got a lot of experience, a lot of failures, yeah. a lot of, a lot of failures, uh, some successes yes. in in running that business for seven years. Um, grew it to a point where it didn't need me on a daily basis um, to run. I hired the right people to run it mm -hmm. and um, transitioned to the family business. Quite right too. And so what, what's your vision for the brand going forward then as much as you can share with us? Sure. So um, 
we want to keep uh, developing and growing our DNA and our niche when it comes to creating stuff that has never been done before. We have some really exciting products lined up uh, over the course of the next three years um, that, that I was able to co-design with Jacob. Um, and we want to become, you know, our goal is to become top five, top six luxury watch brands in the world. Yeah, I'm sure and, you will. And I, and I think, I think in the next four to six years, we could do it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you will. That's quite <laughs> incredible. Um, well, amazing. Finally. Well, thank you, Benjamin. Um, I want to thank you for your time and, and you making time to come and see us here in, in London. Uh, thank you for your insights and, and, and the stories. I think it's uh, I found I found it fascinating. That's one of the joys of actually of actually doing these. You get to ask people, uh, you know, what went on, how did you how did you come up with the ideas, which is which is which is quite wonderful. So um, and uh, thanks for people uh, listening listening to the podcast. Um, and we we uh, we're privileged to have Jacob and Co in our watches of Switzerland Knightsbridge store. And in the US, we have it in Las Vegas, we have it Plano in Texas, and the Mall of America, and in Mayer's Jewelers in, in uh, Atlanta. And we're, we're very proud to, to, to have Jacob and Co. in our store. So uh, my, my, thanks, uh, my thanks again, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Calibre podcast. We do hope you enjoyed it. Please do subscribe and listen to other episodes on Apple Podcast and Spotify.